The show you love with even more local news and more local talk. The voice of the valley. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5. On air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here's your host, Mike Douglas. And welcome to the Mike Douglas Show here on this Thursday afternoon in California's Central Valley. Mike Douglas here. Your personal concierge for conversation as we get things underway today. Thank you so much for being with us and being part of the mix live and local as we navigate through, around, and uh, sometimes over or under the uh, issues of the day that affect you and me right here again in California's Central Valley. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. A lot to uh, a lot to talk about. Top of the news, of course, uh, the uh, news that Ivana Trump, uh, the previous wife of uh, former President Donald Trump, uh, died today at 73 in New York City. I uh, just received a, a note here that uh, the medical examiner will uh, be investigating. Now, <laughs> two uh, two thoughts on that very quickly. Uh, one is if she has not uh, been under the care of a doctor uh, for a while, uh, and I think that uh, this varies from state, state to t- state, but if uh, she's not been under the care for a doctor uh, for a while, then uh, it's normally a, a coroner's case. If she has been, normally it's not. Uh, but we'll see what happens. I'm sure that... Uh, the mainstream media is going to have a field day with this, but uh, we'll we'll see how that happens. And uh, again, our condolences to the Trump family. Again, Ivana Trump uh, did at 73 in New York City. Well, speaking of the East Coast, our governor, Gavin Newsom, has been in the East Coast uh, at the White House in Washington, D.C., been very busy. Uh, keeping up uh, with uh, getting awards for the wonderful way we conduct education here in California. That's uh, that's a head-scratcher, but anyway, he was there to receive an award. Now, and, and the award, by the way, it, it's for investing billions with a B into the California educational system. And of course, we've we've seen the benefit of that billions, right? Haven't we? That, that our educational system is is so so good here in California. The results are are so astounding. Something that we ought to be very very proud of. Of course, um, even to the point of having our governor win a national award for it. Be that as it may, uh, he took the opportunity to uh, take a swipe. At uh, at Florida and Texas and uh, red states in general, here's uh, here's some of his comments about oh California schools as compared to other schools and the danger to schools in Republican led states. Let's listen to what he has to say. But but what's happening now? Banning books, suppressing speech. The othering of our students, teachers, parents, it's alarming. Right. So do do I even need to comment on that? Is your spin meter turned on? Is your truth meter turned on? We've been talking about truth a lot the past couple of days here, and we are in constant pursuit of what's true. Sometimes it's hard to find out what's true because... 
the information that we have is so nebulous or, or cloudy or uh, vague. But anyway, I'd encourage you today to turn your truth meters on, your, your spin meters on, and, and listen to some of the uh, governor's comments here. Obviously, I mean, this, this, that, that soundbite there was so full of baloney it's I, is it it he has to be running for governor doesn't he? i mean running for president doesn't he i mean he's washington dc he's slamming uh without saying it you don't have to read far between the lines he's slamming uh florida governor ron DeSantis. he's fla- uh, slamming texas and uh, saying things that basically are half-truths, but not the whole truth. And as we pointed out before many, many times, a half-truth is not a truth. Well, he had some other things to say as well. Again, uh, do you have your truth meters running? Well, here's what he has to say about whether he's running for president in 2024. No, because I, I don't know, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I, I've tried to say no, no way, in every way I possibly can, including saying, subzi- I don't know what else, I don't know what language. In fact, I may need advice and counsel. Uh, what's the language uh, to express absolutely no? It's just fodder. It's made up and it is, frankly, uh, it's not helpful. It's not helpful to any of us, and uh, and it gets in the way of, of things we should be focused on. Okay, I'm going to save that soundbite, assuming I'm around here and, and you are too in 2024 to discuss this. Of course, he would announce his run for president if he was running, uh, but he, he apparently is saying no, and, and uh, maybe I need some help in a different language to say no. So we're going we're gonna to keep that on him. What do you think? Is he running or not? He has some other comments, too. We'll get those uh, to those in a minute. Our telephone number here, as you have your truth and spin meters turned on, 209-551-3483. 209-551-3483. Three, let's talk about truth. Let's start with Debbie from Stanislaus. A good Thursday afternoon to you, Debbie. What are your thoughts today? Well, there's so many. I can only give you one because I can't do it, all of them, or I'd be on the phone the whole two hours, <laughs> three hours, whatever. Every single word that that man said was a lie. It was all conjured up. He gets by with doing this. No wonder California, Southern California is so messed up. Number one, I want Hollywood gone. That's number one. That'll take care of a lot of the poison in Southern California. Number two, I want all the people with big money that are allowing him and putting him up as some great person for president. He's so far compared to what we need for president than the man in the moon. I don't know how anyone has – I guess the technology has poisoned everybody's minds because every word he said was a lie, and he gets by with it. Nobody ever calls him on it. What's going on? Well, I know what's going on. Finally, I did the, my math again. We don't have to worry about Putin. We have to worry about China. China has more power than Russia could ever dream of having, because China controls Russia. In case you think I'm wrong, do some homework. 
Okay. I I firmly is- I firmly believe China is and has always been during my lifetime the long term threat, the long term enemy. I agree with you 100. percent Quick question for you, Debbie. Very quickly, do you think the nation believes Gavin Newsom, or is that a privilege he just enjoys in California? Well, he has an awful lot of the, how can I say this, the people that are influential. He has all that power behind him. He wouldn't even be in politics if it wasn't for Pelosi. He's, he's sort of like um, a fantasy. And the people in Southern California love it because it gives Hollywood a lot of power. Nobody understands how much power Hollywood has. Take a look at Barack Obama. They have him on a pedestal. They've given him so much property, given. He didn't earn any of it. They gave it to him. And he has so much beyond that. Nobody does their homework. Why? Here we go. Back to technology. Nobody pays attention to anything that's going on. So I'm going to say something, share something, and I'll let you go, Mike, and wait for your comments. I made a comment quite a while back. I think it was over a year ago, as a matter of fact. It was a long time ago. I said we're heading for a civil war in the United States. A long time ago. In fact, I said that 25 years ago. Technology and germ warfare would end the whole United States. And all of it's happening. It's coming true. How would I know that 25 years ago? Technology was in its infancy, but I knew it was a mecca. It was a way of controlling the mind. And when you get a hold of the brain and the mind and people depend on it, then they're gone. It's over. And we're on the edge of the cliff right now. And it won't take much to blow us over it. And God bless us all. God bless our military. God bless our police. God bless all of the beautiful citizens of the United States that are being replaced one by one. And if anybody thinks you're not replaced, you're in a delusion of grandeur because there's an illegal to back up and replace every single citizen in the United States of America. Do your homework. Do it. If you don't, we're not going to have any homework left to do. Thank you, Mike, for the opportunity. Uh, all right, Debbie. And God bless you. Okay, thanks for your comments. Uh, Debbie from Stanislaus, uh, let me react to you in, in just a couple of minutes. Debbie, as we're talking about truth, I'm going to give you some truth here. This is, this is true stuff. Home prices are rising. Inventories low. Interest rate hikes mean price fluctuations. Selling your home now with an aggressive, experienced agent. The truth is it is the right move to maximize your equity. Would you like to move closer to work? Think you can't afford it, though? Well, call the agent I trust and recommend. Call Dan Phipps, Dan's proprietary marketing system. He guarantees multiple offers in 72 hours for full market value, or he'll sell it for free. In fact, his home selling program is designed for you to maximize your sales price. You're in complete control. No costly repairs required. No long-term contracts. You you pick your move date, and Dan can even find you a new home before you move. Michelle Modesto knows all about that. She was being a great daughter, helping her dad sell his home in Modesto. They needed a top dollar for that home to help fund his retirement. Michelle interviewed several agents, found out that Dan Phipps had the right plan to make only necessary improvements, and he can market the home for top dollar. 
Michelle says Dan over-delivered on her high expectations, got her dad thousands more than their goals. So call Dan Phipps. Dan is the man I recommend, and I'd hire him to sell my own home. He is the only agent who guarantees multiple offers in 72 hours, or it's sold free. So call Dan Phipps, 209-593-1111, or go to danphipps.com. That's Dan Phipps with three Ps, D-A-N-P-H-I-P-P-S.com. Back in three minutes, and we'll respond to Debbie's comments. Also want to hear from Barbara in Stockton. All that coming up in three minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Take the Mike Douglas Show with you every weekday from 3 till 5. Download the free iHeartRadio app and follow 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Thank you so much for being with us on this fine Thursday afternoon. By the way, have you been watching that that beautiful moon at night this week? Absolutely stunning. In fact, it's brighter than the streetlights around here. Uh... Uh, at night, really absolutely amazing. And uh, just uh, another one, in my mind, another piece of evidence of uh, God's creativity and his his stunning ability uh, to give us wonderful things to look at while we're on this side of eternity. All right, thinking about, talking about truth, and I've asked you, if uh, you don't mind, to turn your truth and spin meters on as we listen to Governor Gavin Newsom. And uh, just thinking about Debbie's comments there, uh, talking about uh, her prediction of a, of a civil war in America many years ago. Uh, I, I, I don't think it'll be a civil war as in the civil war we had in the late 1800s. I think it will be a revolution of sorts. I think it will be an ideological revolution and hopefully a political one, but a nonviolent one. I'm hoping that it takes place, and and I believe it will take place step by step. It will take place incrementally through the system that the Founding Fathers have given us. I have, I believe that the system given right-minded people can work again. We have seen how wrong-minded pers- people can uh, can tweak the system and can create uh, havoc for the system and abuse the system. I'd love to see the system used the way it was intended to be used. Not happening right now in Washington, D.C., nor a lot in Sacramento either. All right, let's continue our uh, examination of truth and our pursuit of it. Let's go back to the phones, 209-551-3483. And Barbara in Stockton, uh, what are your thoughts about truth today? Well, Mike, thank you for taking my call, and I'm so happy that this came up because yesterday after our discussion, I thought about, well, I was thinking about truth, about what you said, and it came to me that, you know, if you have, we, we don't seem to have any more heroes anymore you know, particularly when it comes to government, uh, when you can't believe the newspapers, when you have, when everything that you hear you, that comes from the government, you there's a question mark, you can't believe it. So when you don't have these things and the government takes over and you can't even express your, your ideas uh, on the news, then 
we become no different than those people who live in North Korea. And, that, and, and we have the privilege of being able to look around to try to find out news by listening to other channels and other places, but these people don't. So the people that really believe in uh, our country, those who accept the news, uh, I was having a discussion with a handyman that came to do some work at my house, he, a middle-aged man, and we got to discussing something, and he said to me, well, I know uh, my wife listens to CNN every day, and I know they're right. You know, so I thought, well, I, I, I better not pursue this conversation. <laughs> but anyway, so when people, when the government's speech becomes the people's belief because they don't know any better, then we're, we're no different from those people in North Korea, <laughs> you know, just having to accept what the government says. But in our case, so many of the people are doing it willingly. Now, you told me that you were, you told us that you were an optimist. <laughs> so what, do, what is your opinion about this? Thank I, you. Yeah, I, uh, but I am not a naive optimist, however. Uh, is, does that make me an optimist light? I'm not sure. Maybe that's the way to put it, Barbara. Uh, I want to come back to two, uh, and, and you made a very important remark here a moment ago. You talked about we don't have any heroes. And uh, I, I, would, I would say it in, in uh, yet another way. What role models do we have in leadership today? Let's pick politics. Let's pick politics. Do we actually have any role models that not only we would want to uh, follow, but we might want our children or grandchildren or extended family to follow? I'm looking at both sides of the aisle. There are a few. There are a few that I I think I I admire in terms of their tenacity, their ability to uh, speak truth, stand up, and take the slings and arrows that accompany that. Uh, I I think uh, Ron DeSantis thus far is uh, is someone that we can point to as a good role model for for politicians. Uh, for example, I I can probably not I can probably count them all on one hand though. I think uh, Barbara. So and may, and maybe I'm I'm giving them short shrift, but I I agree with you. I think we need role models, and as you look at uh, our. Uh, making icons out of celebrities. All of the most of these celebrities have clay feet. They are they are very good in their niche. They are very good whether it may be acting or uh, as a musician or as an athlete, whatever it might be. But not necessarily qualified to speak about the things uh, of, of which they are speaking. And yet, because they're celebrities, there's this idol worship, and I think that's very. Uh, very dangerous, uh, Barbara. But anyway, I, I think you uh, you brought a, a good point there. The other point uh, I think that's worth noting is you mentioned uh, North Korea. <clears throat> I think, Barbara, if we don't straighten up and fly right, we may follow the road of a Sri Lanka or a Venezuela. I think uh, that is a great possibility. So that's why I'm optimist light I'm not a pure optimist, but I do think that there are enough righteous people with common sense in America that may, in 2020, November of 2022 and November of 2024, may sense the fact that we're in deep wahooey. That's a 
theological term, deep wahooey, and uh, and go to the polls and uh, become active, and uh, become active well, at the true, local level. Mike. That's true. Well, you know what? I pray for our country, <laughs> and I'm praying that the Lord will send somebody. You know, we, we, we might have this stranger that just comes up out of nowhere that, uh, that will help us. But anyway, I'm praying for our country. <laughs> Absolutely. And thank, we, thank you my call. And continue <laughs> that, Barbara. Absolutely. Thanks for your call, Barbara. Uh, again, <clears throat> just think about this for a moment, and we'll continue the discussion after the uh, news, weather, and, and traffic coming up here shortly. And uh, Ralph, hang in there. I'll get to you uh, right after the bottom of the hour. How, well, think about this a little bit. <clears throat> what role models do you see in America today, in, in terms of leaders? What role? Now I can. And let's let's keep it in the political realm right now. Elected leaders. What role model? Who, who are they? Who are the role models that you would see today that you would say to your children or your children's children, your extended family, you would say, young people, this is someone that that is worthy to look at as a role model. Let's think about that. And again, Ralph, will get to you in five minutes as the Mike Douglas Show continues here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas Show, now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. You're listening to The Mike Douglas Show, the voice of the valley. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to The Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation as we continue to talk about with our spin meters on and our truth meters on uh, talk about what we're hearing from politicians these days. And we've been listening to Governor Gavin Newsom as he is in Washington, D.C. And within that uh, conversation, I'm bouncing off a a comments or some comments made by Barbara. And uh, just a question for you as you think about this. Can you identify a role model in politics right now? One, one that you would say to young people in your life, that's, that, that's a good role model, <clears throat> that woman or, or that man. The, is there someone you could identify as a role model in politics right now? Our number, 209-551-3483. Now let's talk about politics in general. We'll go to Ralph in East Modesto. Hi, Ralph. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hi, Mike. Can you hear me? I can. Mike, great to talk to you. I appreciate what you do. Actually, you're one of my favorite shows, especially since Rush died. Um, I just, I kind of feel like everybody around me thinks the same as me in our general area, here Modesto area. But at the same time, I hear everybody in the cities talk like i i feel like we're already almost in a civil war but a cold war i would mm. like to know your thoughts on that i like that description ralph i like that a lot uh, a cold war kind of bouncing off the dynamics with uh, with uh ussr right with russia for so uh, so many years i i think you're well, right just with everything i mean do you, do you not see the difference that here from our area 
I, I talk to everybody in Stockton, Modesto, Merced, but then you get out of the area, and it seems like a whole different dynamic. Yeah, I think it depends, uh, especially if in, in some of the rural areas. Um, and I, I think in some of the areas that have been historically agricultural, there's more of a, of a common sense of a connection with the ground, <laughs> you know, if, if, if that makes sense uh, to you at all. In, in areas where oh, yeah. it's all about the city, it's especially near universities uh, that, like UC Berkeley, uh, even UC Davis, uh, to some extent, uh, certainly in Los Angeles, several universities there. And, and even, uh, Ralph, and I'll, lo- looking at many Christian universities today, a lot of them are, are slipping, in my mind, into <clears throat> uh, nuancing uh, their worldviews to accommodate the woke culture for, for whatever reason. So I agree with you. I think it depends on on where you are. I really like your your connection to the Cold War. <clears throat> I think we are in a Cold War situation right now. Think of uh, Ralph. Let's just think of of this uh, in terms of the uh, discussions about uh, the overturning of Roe v. Wade, the Dobbs decision. There, there are people that just are flat out not thinking, and, and they're just ranting. Whereas others of us are saying, look, let's, let's look at the principles involved here. Let's look at what the court actually said and what it actually means. Let's talk about states' rights, what that means. And uh, I, I, I don't know, Ralph, if those two extremes will ever meet. I've got to be honest with you. I don't know if the extremes, I don't consider myself extreme. Let's just say common sense. I don't know if common sense folk and the ranting folk will ever be able to find any type of commonality because the ranting folk want to destroy the common sense folk. In other words, they don't want a discussion. They don't want a debate. Right. And, it's just like you and me talking right now. You got me thinking about the the Cold War as a, as a as a wonderful uh, way to describe what's happening today. And and it's through these discussions where we listen to each other, and whether or not we agree with each other, the point is to listen and to say, okay, I I acknowledge that's where you're coming from. Let me think about that. Uh, just very quickly, uh, Ralph. Just a, a kind of a funny aside here before I let you go. Many, many, many years ago, I, uh, I had a a friend that, uh, that I was dating and, and, uh, she was very, uh, off, off the top of her head. I, and, uh, instantaneous opinions and didn't like it that I would think about things before I formed an opinion. Well, don't you have an opinion? Not yet. Well, how can you not have an opinion? I need to think about it. And I don't know that our culture today allows for that. We, we kind of want, and again, I love In-N-Out Burger. I'm not using them in, in vain here. But we, we kind of want the fast food uh, of, of ideas, that, that we drive in, we get the idea, and we drive out. No, we need to discuss these things. We need to listen to each other, to hear each other out, and then think about it. 
not thinking about things leads to very, very poor policy and very, very poor worldviews and a very poor exercise of, of the tenets that, that we hold. Uh, Ralph, I'll give you the last word, uh, then i got to run. Well, Mike, I agree with you on that. It's just at the same time, <clears throat> shouldn't we hear each other out? I hear all kinds of different opinions, but everybody in my area thinks the same as me. Now, I hear everybody in more Gavin's area, more city areas, but at the same time, we all affect each other. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I just I get a little nervous on the phone here, but <laughs> you're doing great. It seems like nobody has a voice because we, you and me think the same. We all think the same, but at the same time, when somebody comes on and wants to say something different, they, it seems like it's not heard. Mm. Mm. And uh, I'm getting a little nervous now, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm very frustrated because I feel like our word is not heard, but at the same time, our government, okay, I'll give it to you one way. This, Like, I have a, where I farm, I have a government agency come up and check, make sure my farm workers are safe and all that. Look them up. And they check and they say, um, hey, have you had any farm workers working out here since you sprayed? I'm like, no. And they look, well, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And it looks like you're protecting your workers. I'm like, well, what about me? Mm. You're not worried about me? Mm. And I, and it just gets to this point. It's like they're looking out for themselves, but not us either. That that's very. I know I got off subject. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, I think really that's. I think that's. You're doing great, Ralph. You're doing great. Your screen test is awesome. Uh, <laughs> I hope you call again. Uh, let, let me just uh, close this out by by saying this, Ralph. I think one of the the problems that we face is not only are we not uh, listening to each other, are, we're not hearing and allowing each other to express whatever we want to express. But so often in government right now, they flat out, I believe, don't care. The people who love power and control and the money that comes with it, they don't really care about the constituents. What they care about okay. you, is you, their power. You actually just, you just said it for me because I care, and I care about everybody that works with me slash for me or what I do. And you're and you're right, but they, they they point the finger at me, and it's like, hey, right. I'm trying here, and I just I feel like we're fighting a, a uphill battle with. I I agree with you, Ralph. Uh, by the way, excellent call. I don't need to be nervous. That was often awesome. uh, uh, really awesome, Ralph. Thank you so much, uh, Ralph. Bringing us some good subjects, uh, some things to think about, and I I I would say that one of one of the th- one of the things that I'm trying to encourage all of us to do is to never, ever, ever give up, to, pers- to persevere under trial. That not only is a good mantra from a lot of great historical leaders, but it's also a valid and frequent biblical principle as well. Persevere under trial. That's important that we not give up. And it's frustrating. I, Ralph, I got your frustration. I heard that loud and clear. And so I think it's very, very important for us to persevere 
under trial, and we are under trial, under fire right now. And my encouragement, if, if, if you give me any iota of credibility whatsoever, my encouragement to you is let's persevere under trial. Let's take the hill that needs to be taken, even when it looks darkest on the horizon, we persevere. I have some thoughts coming in three minutes, and I have some thoughts about Governor Newsom. And, of course, we heard him saying that no, no way, no how is he running for president, doesn't know quite how to articulate it any any clearer. No, I'm not running for president. I, I think he may. I think he probably will. And I have some thoughts on how he would handle that. I'll share those thoughts with you in three minutes. Here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Take the Mike Douglas Show with you every weekday from 3 till 5. Download the free iHeartRadio app and follow 1360 KFIV. And back with you here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. I have a thought. I know you find that uh, amazing, but I do. I have them from time to time, and thank you for the privilege of being able to share them with you. I have a thought about Governor Gavin Newsom. As uh, as we talked about uh, a little bit ago, he he was saying that, no, 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 not, not, not running for president. Well, let me turn the volume up here. Maybe that would help just a little bit. Uh, here, the technology. See, maybe David Debbie was right. The technology is trying to defeat us. Here we go. No, because I, I don't know, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I, I've tried to say no, no way, in every way I possibly can. Okay, I've tried to say no, no way, in every possible way I can. All right. Here's what I suspect. I could be wrong, and I will be happy, uh, well, maybe not happy, but I will admit that I'm wrong come 2024 if I'm found to be in error. I think that if Governor Newsom runs for president in 2024, (coughs) this is how he is going to justify it. At the time, the answer was no. Things change. Things always change. I wouldn't be a responsible leader if I didn't respond to America's need for a new perspective on running for president. Full stop. That's what I think will be the essence of his message. He will rationalize it. He will give a reason for it. He will give us, in his own inimitable manner, uh, the fact that things change and that he has the responsibility as a great leader uh, in, in politics and in government to respond to the hue and cry for the need of someone of his stature, his skills. I suspect that may be the case. Could be wrong, and I'll be happy to admit that if it does turn out to be an error. But those are my thoughts about uh, how he may rationalize and run for president later on. I want to get back to this issue of role model. Do, do you have? Do you see any role models in politics that you would recommend to young people in your life? 
Now let's expand that. Let's just expand expand it to the world out there. Are there any role models that, that people would know right now that you would point to and say to young people in your lives, you know, this is the kind of person, this kind of man, this is the kind of woman that is worthy of being a role model, not to become an icon, not, not to be, become the focus of almost uh, religious adoration, but, but someone who uh, exudes integrity and honesty, uh, admits their mistakes, but yet has the boldness to make mistakes. I mean, one of the principles of life, isn't it? That we, we can't really be good at something unless we're allowed at some point to be bad at it. Don't you agree with that? And you're welcome to push back, but I, I think about my own life. I, just the simple things, like when I started out playing trumpet, I was horrible when I first blatted out the first note or two on a trumpet. And But, you know, through practice, uh, I became better. So my parents, allowing that blatting to take place in their home, led to a, a pretty good trumpet player and later, later a pretty good French horn player as well. Uh, so it's just, we, and I, I'm thinking even uh, in terms of vocational ministry for me. Uh, I probably made, uh, probably, I, I did make some less than wonderful decisions early on in my vocational ministry career, but I learned from them. I listened to people, and I, I, I have, have grown because of that. When, when we hit those valleys in life, when we hit those challenges is when we have some of the great learning experiences in our lives. And paying attention to those allows us to become better people, better at what we do, better in our particular professions. Now, I, there are some instances where you don't want to make a, a big mistake. I'm thinking of a pilot. I don't know that I, I want the pilot to make his or her mistakes in uh, in training, not so much when we're lifting off the uh, runway, but uh, just just to say, I think we 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 need to allow people to fail, so to speak, in order to learn from their learn those uh, adopt those lessons learned and to become better at what they do, better people. So, uh, but anyway, any role models that you see in our culture today that you would actually recommend to young people in your life? 209-551-3483, our number. I'm thinking first of politics, but maybe uh, expand that out a bit. 209-551-3483. Now, I'll, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom here from California is in Washington, D.C., while President Biden is in the Middle East. Governor Newsom had some things to say about homelessness. Well, we're talking about homelessness, uh, talking about the number one issue in California, which is mental health and homelessness. What's happening on the streets, sidewalks, opportunities in L.A. County in particular uh, to not just highlight the problem, but to focus on solutions. And what I was focused on is what can we do together that's big and bold, demonstrable, where people can see the results specifically in LA County. And does that mean more money's coming? It's it's money, it's resources, but it's resourcefulness, meaning there's a lot of money floating out there. I mean, I'll be honest, if, if I was watching this and I just hear politicians talking about more, 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 I mean, you've been hearing that from folks like me for a decade. Right. And we've been spending records amounts of money and people are looking and saying it's worse than ever. So it's really just targeting our efforts, it's focusing them. And I think that's that's the opportunity. 
Well, I I actually agree with some of what he said there. We're spending a lot of money, but where, where are these results he's talking about? You, you look at how much California is spending on some of these issues. Look at the results. L- look at the crime. Look at the situations in uh, the streets of San Francisco, not to borrow the TV title, but it, you get what I mean. Look at what's happening in places like Venice, uh, not Italy, but uh, in the Los Angeles area. Uh, let's let's look at these and think through them. Um, what 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 are the results? And when we go to vote in November 2022, and again in November 2024, can we encourage people in our spheres of influence to look at results? at results and vote on policies and results. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Victor from Farmington, we'll hear from you in five minutes as the Mike Douglas Show continues here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The show you love, talking about the issues that are important to you. The Voice of the Valley. The Mike Douglas Show. Now every weekday from 3 till 5. On air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here again is your host, Mike Douglas. And welcome to our number two of the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. We've been talking about truth, detecting truth. I've asked you to turn on your truth meters, your spin meters, as we listen to a variety of different uh, voices today. Uh, one of the main ones, Governor Gavin Newsom. But will, along with all of that, uh, spurred on by a call from uh, Barbara earlier on in the show today, I, I was thinking, what about role models? What about heroes? Are there any role models that you would you would point young people towards today? Not not in terms of being faultless or or being perfect, but on par people that conduct themselves with integrity and, and honesty, forthrightness. Are there any role models that you see today that you would point people towards? Our phone number here, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. Victor from Farmington has been waiting very patiently. Victor, welcome to the show. Uh, what are your thoughts about role models? <laughs> well, thanks for taking my call, Mike. God bless you. I love your show, probably because I agree with you on 100% of what you talk about your topics. It's probably why I like the show so much. But anyway, Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump are my personal role models for how I live my life and how I've succeeded in life. But for young people today and someone who's on the horizon that can really uh, do some dramatic good in this country, I'd like people to to engage with, look up, Google. Um, And my friends that listen to the show are going to fall off their chairs when I say this, but Tulsi Gabbard is Mm. such an amazing, amazing politician and congresswoman that no one's really given a chance. And the Democrats hate her. They're shadow banner. They don't want to get anything out when she talks about how terrible Biden is and how the direction of this country and people cheating each other are. Uh, But she is an amazing, amazing woman, serves her country. Uh, Currently, I'm not positive, but I think she does a pilot, uh, does flying in the military, but she's uh, just an awesome woman that wants to make the world right, uh, peace-loving, uh, just 
I want everybody has a chance to look her up and, and find out about her. Google her. Great role model for young women. Um, just a super great, and she's a Democrat, um, and I'm not. <laughs> but hopefully she'll drop that D. I don't care if it's a D or an R, but she'll drop that uh, to get into the, the presidential race next time, and uh, the, the Republicans will endorse her, and uh, maybe we can make a vice president out of her. I don't know, but uh, I think her and DeSantis could change the world. That is a very interesting choice, Victor. I hadn't even thought of, of Tulsi Gabbard, uh, but but I he, here's here's where I would agree with you on that choice. As I'm I'm thinking about it, some of the things that I appreciate about Tulsi Gabbard: number one, serves her country. She walks her talk. Absolutely right. Uh, she's been willing to sacrifice yes. what's necessary to serve her country. Is she a lieutenant colonel? I can't. She's got she got is. rank, is. lieutenant colonel, right? In the reserves. Yeah, in the reserves, right? Yes. Uh, so uh, I think uh, there there's that model of service, sacrificial service, of patriotism. I I think she is a patriot, and she's not embarrassed by that. She is right. Uh, I also think that right. she has integrity. I have heard her yes. uh, with with other more conservative hosts. And she's not afraid, right, and she doesn't do it. Yeah, she doesn't do it no. in a nasty way, but she'll say, "Well, you know, probably no. don't agree with you on that," uh, and and she'll just smile and has a very nice smile, has a very nice way of dealing with it, but oh, yes. not afraid to say she's no. To tell the truth. Yeah, not yeah, not right. afraid to say no. I I don't agree with you there. Uh, but, but she doesn't do it in an offensive way, and what she does not do which we see a lot of today is try to tear down the other person because they don't agree with her a hundred percent. Are there any other aspects about uh, it's very interesting Tulsi Gabbard that, that you'd like to add to that the things that you see in her character that you think are worthy looking at? She is a healer. She is a healer, not a divider. Uh, She, she knows that this country is in desperate, desperate shape of someone to bring us back together to the center uh, if she follows the same timeline kind of as Trump did, Trump's been a Democrat most all of his life, you know. Um, but then when he wanted to, to go into the arena, he knew that he had to do the, do the Republican Party, which he did. And I hope the Democrats are destroying her and shadow banning her and tearing her down. I hope it'll kind of give her a little nudge to, to maybe flip to the Republicans and we can embrace her because we need someone like her uh, in the White House. We just do. And DeSantis, of course, would be my favorite at the top. But yeah. Yeah, I, I think look at, look, look, take a good look at her. I I think she's the type of politician who would be willing to look for common ground. Let Let's look for Absolutely. those areas where we align, and let's start there. Yes. See where we can agree, and yep. let's do things in those areas of agreement, and let's set aside those areas of abject disagreement for the moment, so that we can operate in, for the good of the country. I think she, uh, Tulsi Gabbard. I could be totally wrong, but I don't think I am, and I don't think you are, Victor. I think she is uh, of a past era where we can disagree and yet we can function together for the good of the country. Don't see a lot of that today. Correct. Right? Yeah. I don't agree with everything she's voted on, but I probably 75, 80% of it. Yeah. But her, what, what is important is her ability to do what she can do for this country. And that just unremarkable, I mean, just remarkable patriot loves, you know, like Trump 
she probably bleeds uh, red, white, and blue when you cut her. You know, she's just a tough girl. Yeah, love her. Yeah, I uh, well, right, and friend. let me put it this way: um, if I was in a firefight, I would not oh, yeah. hesitate for a moment to trust Tulsi uh, Tulsi Gabbard a hundred percent to watch my back. Right. I I wouldn't right. have one thought that she might cut and run. I'm, and leave me open to attack. I've got a son who's a gunner in the Marine Corps, and uh, he, he, he doesn't do politics at all right now because that's what he does. But parents who have children in the military, this is a woman you want to be in charge of what's going on in the world. You know, she's a, she's a deep, 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 deep thinker, you know. Yep. Won't, won't waste your money or your children in crazy foreign wars. Uh, yeah, very... Very good point, uh, Victor. Thanks for the call, Victor. You you brought to mind a name that wasn't on my radar screen, Victor. Thank you for that. Again, we're talking, uh, my friends, about who would you point out to young people in your life, uh, contemporary people, and say, here's a man or here's a woman worth emulating, worth looking at as a role model. Not that they're perfect, not that I want you to be everything they are, not to make an idol out of them or an icon out of them, but here's someone who conducts themselves with honesty and integrity and uh, is willing to uh, admit when uh, they're wrong or uh, willing to engage in conversation with people who may disagree with them without being abjectly disagreeable. Any nitty names come to your mind? Uh, this is very interesting one. I appreciate uh, Victor coming up with uh, Tulsi Gabbard. That's great. All right, we'll continue the conversation. Think about that. Role models that you might uh, point people toward. And uh, then we'll uh, hear again from Governor Gavin Newsom as he talks about one of our favorite subjects to talk about in connection with Governor Gavin Newsom guns that's coming up in three minutes here on the mike douglas show on power talk 1360 kfiv you're listening to the mike douglas show the voice of the valley power talk 1360 kfiv and welcome back to the mike douglas show here on power talk 1360 kfiv thanks for joining us today we've been talking about detecting truth detecting spin and in the in the context of that discussion any role models uh, that you see today that you might recommend to uh, young people today uh, Victor uh, had had talked about uh, Tulsi Gabbard and I'm thinking back to people like Joe Lieberman uh, Democrat for a long time I think he uh, ultimately became an independent but these are these are politicians who understood and I believe put the good of the country above my way or the highway. And we see too much of my way or the highway today. And uh, just be curious if you have any names that uh, that you would uh, connect with uh, young people in your life. And you'd, I, I'm thinking about many of the uh, funerals that I've done over the years. And how many times the sons and daughters and grandsons and granddaughters have talked about, well, yeah, he was a role model for me or she was a role model. And I'd ask, well, why? What, what, what things made them a role model? And certain things always, always pop up. Honesty, integrity, and a work ethic. Honesty, integrity, 
and a work ethic. Not that any of them were ever perfect. None of us are. But I think those three things are important today as not so much as a litmus test, but at least as a metrics to consider as we vote for people. Do they, have, are they, uh, do they exude honesty and integrity? And do they have a work ethic? Uh, there are a lot of politicians today that have, don't have much of a work ethic. Uh, we can see that demonstrated. Just got a message here. How about Tim Scott? Yeah, I would say Tim Scott is uh, is another name that we could probably uh, add to the list. Uh, there's <laughs> uh, going back and talking about would uh, Gavin Newsom, do you think, run for actually run for governor in 20 or governor for president in 2024? And I'm I'm thinking that he would be able to rationalize why he will, even though he's saying now, no, I'm not. A uh, message we got from Kelly uh, saying that uh, everybody in this country will admit it's struggling with all of the things we have hap- that have happened in a short period, uh, period of time. I'm pretty sure that Gavin Newsom's ego would never let him run where there is a higher potential of him not winning. That may be a good point, Kelly. That may be a good point. And uh, Kelly says, think uh, if he's going to run, it would be the next go round. Again, Kelly's point being doubt that he would run if he doesn't think he has a good chance of winning. Uh, it's, uh, I think that's a, that's a valid point as well. I, I still have suspicions that, uh, that he may run. Uh, as uh, Governor Gavin Newsom is in Los Angeles... Let's see what he has to say about one of our favorite subjects, guns. Uh, But we have a lot more work to do, and I'll be next week signing a bill that you know well uh, that is very significant. It's modeled after SB8 and the abortion ban uh, that came out of Texas, and it's going to go right to the heart of private right of action. Um, uh, to where the Supreme Court is on abortion. The question is whether they are complete and abject hypocrites and frauds if they reject our bill that's modeled after that abortion bill as it relates to private right of action to go after assault weapons in California. (laughs) What word comes to your mind immediately as you listen to Governor Gavin Newsom there talking about the Supreme Court and such? What? Let me know. 209-551-3483. What word immediate? What's the first word that comes to your mind as you listen to that particular quote from Governor Gavin Newsom. I'll tell you what mine is. Arrogance. Arrogance. And not the first time. One of his traits, I believe, is arrogance. Uh, Listen to this again. Uh, But we have a lot more work to do, and I'll be next week signing a bill that you know well, uh, that is very significant. It's modeled after SB8 and the abortion ban uh, that came out of Texas, and it's going to go right to the heart of private right of action um, uh, to where the Supreme Court is on abortion. The question is whether they are complete and abject hypocrites and frauds if they reject our bill that's modeled after that abortion bill as it relates to private right of action to go after assault weapons in California. Ah. So if the Supreme Court of the United States doesn't agree with Gavin Newsom, then they are abject and complete hypocrites and frauds. 
Supreme Court of the United States. Can you make a case that my assessment of Governor Gavin Newsom as just being very arrogant is wrong? Have I, have I, am I not seeing something? Am I missing something in his character? Am I just seeing what's superficial? Am I, am I not understanding the man? I, and, and this isn't the first time that almost, <laughs> well, not every time. I, I, it's a great percentage of the time what I hear, what I feel from Governor Gavin Newsom is arrogance. Time after time after time. He's mean. He's mean. That, that, that wasn't honoring of the Supreme Court. Whether you agree with the Supreme Court or not, it is the Supreme Court of the United States. And because for 50 years its opinion went your way and then all of a sudden it, it didn't go your way, now they're hypocrites and frauds? Oh, my goodness. And that's, that's our lead. Does, does anybody think that Governor Gavin Newsom is a role model? I, I think, and it's just being very uncharitable here, I know. I'm just being very real. I think one of the privileges that we have here is that we can be real with each other. I think the only role model that Governor Gavin Newsom would be would be for a role model of what not to be. That is just atrocious. That's atrocious. We, we can disagree and say, I don't agree with the Supreme Court decision. And I'm I'm signing these pieces of legislation in in my attempt to circumvent. Be truthful. It's my attempt to circumvent the Supreme Court decision. Let's be honest, Governor Newsom. That's what you're doing, is you're doing your best to circumvent it. I think most likely the laws that he is signing right now don't have a ghost of a chance of surviving uh, legal scrutiny. I think there will be lawsuits behind it. I think they will be uh, found to be without merit, if not unconstitutional. But that's one of the problems that we have today in California and in Washington, D.C., is that our political leaders at the moment, those who are in power, they don't care what the law is. They will flaunt the law because they have the power, and right now there's no one to hold them accountable. There is a supermajority up in Sacramento. Is that supermajority going to stand up and say to Governor Gavin Newsom, wait a minute now, this is not the way to conduct yourself. This is not the way to, to gather more people into our perspective. It is not a way to win people over. It is not a way uh, for our party, so to speak, to be able to succeed. No, because I think, Mostly the party people in power with the party, the influencers agree with him. It's very, it's not distressing anymore. It's what I've come to expect. And I'm sorry to say that. I would love for Gavin Newsom to, to straighten up and show integrity, to be consistent. I would love for him not to have such an arrogant attitude. I would love that. I haven't seen it yet. And frankly, I'm not holding my breath to see that possibly uh, possibly happen. Uh, but I, I think it's uh, 
That's not even a hope that I have. I think it it is what it is. Let's go very quickly uh, to uh, Mitch from Lodi. Mitch, your uh, comments about Governor Newsom and gun laws. Yeah, I think you, you hit the nail on the head there, Mike, with the arrogance and things like that, because I think that's pretty much all the guy is. and That's all he's got going for him is just arrogant as all heck. But uh, I think it's funny, though, because the vast majority of gun bills that they've tried to pass here in the state of California have been shot down by, you know, higher uh, branches of, uh, of uh, uh, the judicial system. So, you know, it's just another one of those trying to do a Hail Mary, trying to take our, you know, firearms away from us. And I'll be honest with you, I know it sounds a bit morbid, but, you know, in the state of California, it's pretty much legal to have an abortion up to like the very yeah. last minute. Got, they, I they agree. I agree with you, Mitch. Agree with you 100%. (laughs) Got to run real quick, my friend. Back in three minutes. Here's more with the voice of the Valley, Mike Douglas on Power Talk 1360 KFIV and streamed on the iHeartRadio app. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. We've been talking about role models. Are there any role models out there that you would uh, point young people in your life towards to say, yeah, that's someone that uh, I, I think would be worth looking at and uh, and emulating. Not that they're perfect, but they uh, they have some uh, character traits that we we think are important for you to look at. Our number here two zero nine five five one three four eight three two zero nine five five one three four eight three. Let's go back to the phones. And Kathleen in Oakdale. Kathleen, welcome to the show. What about role models? What's on your mind about that today? Well, I would like to try to make your argument that, um, uh, see, Governor Newsom is arrogant. And uh, by saying that, in truth, uh, Governor Newsom is a role model for sporting iniquity. And as far as, like, if a civil war uh, were on the verge of breaking out, which I I don't really have any thoughts either way, but I think that as long as he's governor, as long as that arrogance is in place and uh, we can see he is who is sporting the iniquity um, that would um, be the basis of a civil war, you know, uh, I don't think a civil war is going to break out. (laughs) No one's going to go to war against Governor Newsom, he's got it down. He's won. <laughs> but um, it's it's one, um, um, and it's it's a good thing though. I like him, and I like it that he is in office, that he's out there in public, and uh, and that we can say that's what not to do, and that's what not to do all the time. <laughs> I, but, love, yeah, I love I love your point. Love your point there, uh, Kathleen. Very so. Kathleen is saying, "Well, yeah, a role model, but uh, perhaps uh, that's an interesting uh, phrase you've coined there, uh, Kathleen. Sporting iniquity, sporting iniquity. Uh, let me. I'm gonna have to ruminate uh, about that for a little bit, Kathleen. Thanks so much for the call. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> sporting iniquity, and and so, sometimes we have to look at." Uh, maybe the opposite side of the coin. Maybe we need to say to our young people sometimes, and I think Kathleen raises this issue in my mind now, maybe we need to say to our young people sometimes, look at this person, 
this is not what I would like you to become, and here's why. And, and that last part is very important. Here's why. I, th- I think that's valued. I, I think that's valuable as well. Uh, I can think of a lot of people today that I, of course, our children are adults now in their mid to late uh, 20s. And so I, the, the recommendations that we made are, are long past, and we hope we did a good job in, in being mo- a mom and dad to them. Uh, and and pointing them towards people and saying, look, this is something that is is worth looking at and emulating, but this type of conduct is something that is very dysfunctional. Uh, look at look at what people leave in their wake, like a like a boat uh, proceeding through a very calm lake. Right, it leaves uh, ripples of water. It leaves a, a wake, and think about the wake that we leave in our lives for those behind us. What do we leave? What do we leave? Either intentionally or unintentionally. And let's turn that around and because that can be a sobering thing and that's often worth thinking about and, and for those of us people of faith praying about as well. What am I leaving in my wake and is it, is it worthy stuff? Uh, but let's take that in and pull that into the political realm as we come up to the uh, midterms uh, here in November 2022 and then the president, presidential election in November 2024. What do these people running for office, what have they left in their wake? What do we see strewn behind them? Do we see, for the most part, good policy? Do we see character? And when it comes to the office, what, what are our priorities? Do we place policy above some of the character flaws we see? Do you do that? Do, do their commitments to the future of the country outweigh some of the character flaws that they have? And I... I'm thinking back, I think there's no better example of thinking about that dynamic than Donald Trump. I, 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 didn't you have the experience where you're trying to have a conversation with people about Donald Trump and you can't ever get to talking about his policies? I don't like it. I don't like his whatever. I don't like I'm orange man bad. I don't like his tweets. Okay, what about his policies that led us to be energy independent? What about his policies that kept some of the uh, world threats right now out there in check? What about his policies that led to the elimination of some terrorist threats? What about his policies that led to uh, a good economy? What can can we talk about that? And the answer normally is no. Don't like him. Don't like his tweets. Don't like his personality. How can you even think he's he's against women? Well, really, uh, I all over the news right now. Even even on some of the stations that are not so much conservative, y- you see women out of the Trump administration being interviewed. Women. 
So it doesn't add up. Is this a guy that hated women so much that he put them in and, and a woman got him elected as his campaign manager? Very smart woman. So see, here's the problem. So let's take the lessons learned from the election there, Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. And let's talk about what did both of these men leave in their wake politically, policy-wise. I think it'll be some astonishing things that rise to the fore and hit us in the face when we do that. We must do that coming up in November 2022. And I, again, I don't automatically vote for people because they have an R or a D or an I or whatever after their names. I want to know what do they, what have they left in their wake? What policy decisions have they made? What kind of voting record do they have? Does it match up with my worldview in terms of health for the country and and righteousness and the rule of law and uh, helping the economy versus tanking it? Uh, are, Are they helping people get more jobs or are they doing things that take away more jobs? We can't have these conversations anymore. And, but we need to have them at least with ourselves as we approach the, uh, the elections coming up. So uh, again, please don't lose heart. Please don't, I implore you not to lose heart. Keep persevering, engage in these discussions with yourself, and if people will have it with others. And, and not, in, not in the way of, I am going to convince you you need to see it my way. It's just, this is the way I see it, and this is why. And, and you're, you're welcome to disagree with me, but at least allow me to tell you why I believe in this particular candidate or not. And, and at least we get to plant the seeds with each other and discover new things. But you see, on, on the far left, in the woke culture, you're not allowed to have those types of conversations. And I'm even, not even talking about debate. I'm talking about having a conversation like we have here, typically on the Mike Douglas Show. Having a conversation where we listen to each other doesn't happen. Doesn't happen in hearings. Look, look at the January 6th, laughingly call them a hearing. It's not a hearing. It's not a trial. It's a show. There's no cross-examination. There's no opportunity for the people to, who, are being, uh, who are being accused of things to respond. It's a kangaroo court. And it's a, I believe that these January 6 shows will ultimately be in the history books as a stain upon the political history of the United States of America. I really do. I really do. All right, uh, moving on. I want to talk, uh, coming back in, in a couple minutes here. I, I love technology. You know that. I'm fascinated by drones. I don't own one. I don't have that kind of disposable income to have one, but I find them fascinating. Find them fascinating. And I want to talk about that in, in terms of what's going on in Washington, D.C. right now, as uh, the, the Senate is having some hearings about the dangers of drones on our southern border. This is sobering. 
We'll talk about that. We'll hear from some senators coming up in the three minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. 1360 KFIV is your place online. Let's get social with Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation. And I'd like to switch gears here a little bit. Talk about drones. Are you fascinated by drones? I am fascinated by drones. I think it would be fun to be able to fly one. I I have a photographer, professional photographer friend who uses them a lot. A uh, friend of mine who owns a, a business, he has one. He uh, f- uses it to take pictures of the business and in terms of advertising. I think it would be fun to, I don't know that I'd, I'd I don't have that kind of disposable income to buy one. And I, I envision this day when, you know, our view of the beautiful blue sky with clouds will be uh, obfuscated by all these drones flying around. I, I, I got some worries about that. But here, here's something that caught me, uh, caught my attention today. Down on our border, drones are becoming a big deal. In fact, they're assessing the uh, threats of those drones right now uh, to uh, planes, helicopters, and uh, society as a whole. Uh, Michigan uh, Democrat Gary Peters says there's an evolving threat uh, during a hearing at the Senate. He says drones are readily accessible and affordable for business, government, and recreational uses. But he also warned about rogue drones along with reckless and malicious Uses Ohio Republican Rob Portman added his voice to that, saying that he sees a threat of weaponized drones coming across the uh, the borders. And so let's uh, let's listen to some of their uh, comments here. Again, uh, Senator Gary Peters of Michigan uh, says he sees the threat of unmanned drones to planes and helicopters. And then uh, Senator Rob Portman uh, from Ohio talks about how drones are used for criminal purposes, especially down there at the border. Cartels and transnational criminal organizations use drones to smuggle drugs and surveil U.S. law enforcement in furtherance of illicit cross-border activity. Uh, if if you watch uh, a lot of the uh, made-for-streaming movies these days, I don't have a lot of time to do that, but in the wee hours, uh, I'll, I'll try to see some. I was watching one the other day. And they had a, a drone that was up trying to track a guy. And, and as he looked up in the sky, he saw the drone approaching him. He shot it down. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think there are good uses of drones. And then there are malicious uses of drones. And apparently the Senate is very concerned about this. What, what do you think? Are, are you worried about drones spying on you? About being above your property? looking at you, I mean, look, they have cameras attached to them and all of that. I know that there are, are drones that can deliver projects uh, or uh, products and all of that. But here's uh, Senator Port- Portman again talking about drones being weaponized along the border. These cartels have also begun to weaponize drones in order to commit attacks. So far, these attacks, as far as we know, have been in Mexico. Ah, so the uh, cartels are using the technology as well. And uh, if that's not enough, there's uh, Brad Wiegman 
is from the U.S. Uh, Department of Justice, and he expands on that a little bit. They can be weaponized to conduct attacks using firearms, explosives, or other materials. They can conduct cyber attacks against wireless devices or networks, and they can conduct espionage or trafficking narcotics and contraband. So how do you feel about drones now? Do you think they ought to be more highly regulated? Do you think they ought to be outlawed in, in, in some uses, in some ways? you think they ought to be able to fly over our houses, over our private airspace, so to speak? I guess we don't own the airspace, but uh, we, we do have some expectation of privacy. Let me play that again because this, I think, gives us cause for concern. They can be weaponized to conduct attacks using firearms, explosives, or other materials. They can conduct cyber attacks against wireless devices or networks. And they can conduct espionage or trafficking narcotics and contraband. Well, if they can be used all uh, for all of that, think what uh, criminals can use them for. Think of uh, what Rob Bonta, our attorney general, could do with drones. He already precipitated an unauthorized, we think, he says, release of our private information, those of us who have applied for concealed weapon permits. He's already done that. Think of what he could do with drones. Do, do you want drones in the hands of Rob Portman? Uh, Rob Portman. Of uh, Rob Bonta, our eternal, our, uh, I keep saying eternal general. It is a Freudian slip that I'm afraid he won't get voted out. Our attorney general... Rob Bonta, do you you want drones in his hands? I I think he wouldn't have any problem using drones to, let's say, conduct espionage upon the citizens of California. I could be all wrong with that. But anyway, these uh, these issues give me cause for concern, as does the whole situation on the border. Doesn't that just dismay you? and make you frustrated, the situation at the border? Again, we're talking about what do politicians leave in their wake? Look at what, whether you like him or not, what did Donald Trump leave in his wake at the border? A pretty good set of policies. What has our president, Joe Biden, left in his wake in the space of a little over a year and a half, what has he left? Chaos. Not just chaos, but death and destruction. Sexual assaults. Human trafficking. And, and, and then we come to these elections and it's all about, well, I like his personality better. No, no. No, we, we must look at the wake these politicians leave behind them and vote on the basis of the wake that they have left, of the policies that they have employed. Look, look, at, look at Gavin Newsom. Are you happy with his policies regarding the epidemic? He's in Washington, D.C., He's criticizing education in other states. Look what he did to uh, our children here in California. Look what he's left in his wake. Is, and if you look at that, is there any other option other than to vote him out? 
I don't think so, but it's my job to offer that thought to other people, see what they think. And we'll continue the conversation tomorrow at 3 p.m. here on the Mike Douglas Show. Thanks so much for joining us today. I'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Have a blessed evening here from the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.